this week on the Time Bat Show. Uh, I heard that we're going to have a really bad hurricane season this year, too. Yeah, so I saw that I've, today. I've Yay. That. Also, there's an asteroid coming in April that might hit us. So. <laughs> Just pile it on. That isn't true, is it? Yes, it is. Oh, no. everyone, and welcome to the Time Bat Show, episode number 160-something. I'm one of your hosts, Time Aces. I'm your other host, Bat Snacks. I have no idea what episode number we're on today, uh, and everything in the world is on fire right now. There is no news at all, other than one thing of news, and we're living in, like, the most bizarro world in the in the universe, so. Yeah. How are you, how are you holding up? I'm holding up okay, This I is think. episode, this is episode... Four of coronavirus craziness? Yeah. Let's see. Hold on. We talked about it first. Yeah, well, we technically talked about it four episodes ago, but we didn't really get into it until three. So this is the fourth one. Yeah. Yeah. So four episodes ago, um, when we first initially talked about it, I was surprised we talked about it in retrospect. That's silly that I was surprised that we talked about it. But I was surprised we talked about it because we don't usually talk about real-life stuff on this podcast. We do. But the last four weeks, like, what are we supposed to do? That's that's interesting. It's almost like we predicted it to be a big deal, right? Yeah. Because we talked about it. But, yeah, what else are we supposed to talk about? I mean... Everything. It's... (laughs) I remember, I think the first thing we said about this virus was that okay this is sort of minorly affecting my life a little mm-hmm. bit but which not is strange yeah but not yet but not in a big way yet oh but it is and here it we are now. yeah it is oh it is now and the, the annoying thing is i've kind of gotten used to working from home and being at home all the time and granted it's boring and i don't like it but i'm like you know you kind of accept it as like a new normal thing it's like whatever this is just how it is the thing that's really annoying to me is like i can't get away from the coronavirus news you know like it's impossible like sometimes you just want to like read about other things in the world and it's impossible there doesn't exist so like a topic of the show if you go and like look oh let's find something to talk about today there's nothing to talk about other than the coronavirus because no one is producing anything else you know what i mean yeah we can talk about how the coronavirus is affecting other things but it's still talking about the coronavirus and it's like we talked about that last week and so it's like, what are we, you know, what are we doing? You you turn on the weather channel right now. They don't even have the weather on. It's, it's like, guess what? There's a 100% chance of coronavirus. And that's for real. I tried to watch the weather channel. They're not talking about the weather right now. They don't even care about the weather. They're like, the weather is the least of your problems right now. <laughs> the weatherman's not pointing to a map being like, this is where it's, it's it a doesn't little, matter. Like, doesn't no one's matter. going outside. Like, who cares what the weather's like? Doesn't yeah. matter. Um, so how's your routine been going? It's not good. (laughs) (laughs) Tell me what it is. It's totally falling apart. Tell me. Okay, so, you know, I wake up. Yes. And I go to work, Mm -hmm. and then I come home, and there's nothing to do. Right. What am I supposed to do? 
here's what I can do. I can eat something that's bad for me. That's yeah. <laughs> or I can do nothing. Yep. Or you can watch TV or something. Oh yeah. Yeah. Guess what's on? <laughs> <laughs> it's the coronavirus. You go on the internet. Guess what's on yeah, the internet guess, right now? <laughs> guess what's there? I know it's there. I don't want to look. It's hard to escape, and it's annoying because you want to escape. You want to just, like, for a moment, forget that you're going through the coronavirus. But it's impossible. And I was having this conversation with someone at work, and not, like, with them, because yeah, obviously I know I'm, you not allowed, <laughs> I'm not allowed to go into work. Yeah. But, like, through our Slack, you know what I yeah. mean? Because mm-hmm. we have Messenger. And we were talking about how, um, like... The world has changed very quickly, but, like, the things you're trying to do... I don't even remember what I was talking about. Wow, this is how bad I've gotten with my memory. What was my last thing I was talking about? You were talking about, uh, tell your, to your friend at work about how uh, the uh, everything has changed really rapidly. Yeah, but right? I said something right before that. I don't remember. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's the worst. What were you talking about? Your Your home... Sitting, uh, watching TV. Yeah, like, what are my options when I come home? I can't go work out. This is about the I, coronavirus now. Yeah. I don't even remember what I was going to say. Wow. <laughs> and that's been episode on. <laughs> this is how bad it is. Because there's no topics other than this stupid virus. And you want to get away. You want to, like, escape even temporarily, but you can't. Like, it's impossible. Like, you can't even, like, watch a TV show or go on the internet without, like, remembering that you're currently trapped in the coronavirus right now. Yep. And I don't know how to how to not do that. And it's stupid, and it sucks. Um, yeah, I don't like it one bit. Um, do you know what it feels bad. like to me? Yeah. It's really similar to traveling for work. Mm-hmm. Like, yes... You usually even get off work a little early, but even when you are not working when you're traveling for work, your your work clock is still going. Yep, you just yep. you cannot escape the situation you're in. You're so, there all the time. And you must think about it all the time. And you have to because and it's forcing you to think about it all the time because you know, on a Friday night or a Saturday night at home, you're like, Why am I here? And you're like, Oh right, I'm not allowed to leave. <laughs> you know, you're always always reminded of what is going on because you're not allowed to do anything else, right? Yeah. Every aspect of your day is basically tied to this event. Yeah. And it sucks. I don't know about you, but the hardest part of the day for me is the last hour of work Mm -hmm. because I don't want to do my job then because I've been cooped up already for weeks and I need to, I need to get rid of some of the, some of the whatever, yeah. juju that's happening no i agree and i just know that when i go home it's not gonna be any, any different better it's like you're trapped yeah. all the time yeah and it sucks and it's hard to to do to live like that it really is and i'm afraid that people are going to go nuts i'm legitimately afraid of that yeah no. Everyone at work, like, I don't think I should still be at work, but... You definitely sure. shouldn't still be at work. Yeah, well, <laughs> it is what it is. 100%, but, yeah. I don't have a say in that, but no, when, I I have, when I have been at work, uh-huh. everybody there is acting real weird. 
Um, yeah, of course. Myself they are. included, I can't help it. Like, yeah, of course they are. They're definitely acting weird. Yeah, a lot, a lot more people talking about stuff that you probably shouldn't talk about, like family stuff and like personal issues, and no one knows what to do, and no, no one knows when it's going to be over. And we talked about this last week, but nobody has a plan, you know. No. And we still, week later, we still don't have a plan. There's still no plan. There's just like, eh, figure it out. And I don't know if you saw the latest, but the president was like, everyone stay home for April, the whole month, please. And it's like, okay, and what's the plan there? It's like, well, just stay home. It's like, okay, are we going to, like, do anything else or are we just doing that? It's like, just stay home for April. It's like, okay, is there is there a secondary part of this plan <laughs> or, or is that literally all we're doing? What's next, you know? <laughs> and that's like the no- annoying thing. And I keep talking about this and I feel bad for talking about it. But like, if our only plan to fight this is everyone stay home... I hate to break it to you, but that's a terrible plan because there's no solution to that plan. It's just, well, we'll just figure it out a day at a time. And it doesn't work. I don't know. The plan that we're doing right now is is a plan that they did like 500 years ago. Like when you would go out to sea 500 years ago, go to a foreign land, and you would get all the crap they have over there, all their diseases. Uh When you pull back into port... They would make you stay on the boat for 40 days while yeah, all the diseases yeah, were. That's working. our current plan. That's we haven't <laughs> That's the plan. It's, but it's dark that's ages the plan just for stay every, inside. That's the plan for everyone in the country. In the world. It's not just That's a really bad plan. It doesn't work. Uh, and yet this is what we've decided as a global community is the best course of action. Yes. Which kind of boggles my mind. And I get why we're doing it, but the fact that there's no extra part of the plan, <laughs> like, really bothers me. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, it could be something as simple as, okay, stay inside for April. Here's the exact day where we're <laughs> going to meet about May. That's, they haven't even made it there. You know? Do you <laughs> yes, know what I mean? No, I know. That's what I'm saying. It's like, it's just like... Well, I guess we'll do it till May. It's like, okay, and then what? It's like, well, then we'll figure it out after that. It's like, that's not a plan. That's just you saying this thing and not doing anything. I think the only country that had a plan in all this was South Korea. They had a plan, and they affected that plan. And I keep reading about other countries, and they have no plan, too. Like, we're not alone, America. Like, we're not handling it well, but we're not alone, like, Countries have no plan. And China probably didn't really have a plan either. They're probably lying about a lot of stuff because they're China. But, like, if you read about South Korea, they actually had a plan, you know? Yeah. And they, like, they isolated people for three weeks, and they and they strategically isolated the hot zones. And then they slowly opened things up, but they also quarantined people, and they did all this stuff where... If someone had it, they traced everyone they had contact with over the past, like, two weeks, and they quarantined them. And they, like, had this whole system where they'd be like, okay, this is what we need to do. They had they had more than just everyone stay at home. They had stay at home. 
They had traced the contacts of everyone. They had, you know, like, shut off the borders and closed gatherings and all that stuff. And all this extra stuff that they did, that they enacted, that they could track, like, okay, how is this part of the plan going? Oh, this is working well. Meanwhile, the rest of the globe is just like, all right, everyone, let's just stay home for two months and wait for this whole thing to blow over. (laughs) It's it's not gonna. (laughs) Guess what? In May or whatever, everyone's going to either do two things. And I tell you this every time, every episode. Either two things are going to happen. Everyone's going to be like, all right, open her back up. And then a lot of people are going to die. Or we're going to be like, well, we did pretty well. Open her back up. I think we've got it under control. And people are going to die anyway. Like, it's not going to, like, it's going to maybe make it better, but it's not going to affect the outcome of like the whole like the virus is going to still be there and a lot of people can get sick and die like no matter what you know cuz we're not trying to be we're not being smart about this at all you know like in any way yeah and it just it bothers me but I mean, yeah. what are you going to do i've um, been like obsessed with south korea for at least as long as you've known me because of StarCraft. It's my favorite game. I've always been super into, like, the professional scene over there, and it's still really big. And everyone that I see that plays StarCraft, this is really nerdy of me, but they they all have so much pride in, like, how well it went for them. They they, they feel, like, so good, like, oh, South we all Korea? did it together. Yeah, in they're, South Korea. They're, they're, and I give them credit, but they're a lot smaller country than America. And... You know, they have a lot less people. But they did a really fucking good job. Yeah. And I think they did it because they have a very good balance of how their government works. Like, they have a really good balance between government and private enterprise. And, like, they don't fight each other. Like, in America, they fight. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, it's like, war. Yeah. It's a war, right? In, in South Korea, it's like kind of all one thing and it's not like it's a communist state like china is it's not like they're the same thing it's like they're helping each other in a way and their culture is just in that you know that like it's just a helpful thing like we have to all do this because it's in our best interest and it's like what i was talking about with the prisoner's dilemma like they see the big picture more than we do yeah you know part of it too like i don't agree that we should do this but in south korea every um uh, every young person has to serve in the military for a year. And I think that that's part of what makes it like, okay, we all have to, con- we're all contributing. Like we've all made a sacrifice for the country and it's important. And, you know, we're going to do what's best. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's hard because America is a very liberty focused individualist society, which I love that about America. Yeah, I love it too. But it's very bad in this situation because everyone's thinking of themselves, which I get why people are thinking of themselves. But when the problem, I think, is everyone's blind to that, right? It's like, it's like what I was saying last week. It's like, oh, this whole campaign of like, everyone stay at home, da-da-da-da-da. And we assume people will act in their best interest and like be smart and, and not be stupid and stay at home. But that's just not the case. Like... America's built on individual liberty, so the only way you're going to have people not do that is if you force them to not be able to do it temporarily, which we're not doing, right? Right. So, like, it's a bad thing to do, but, like, extreme cases have to be enacted with extreme measures, and uh, if we just trust the people 
to do the right thing, like that's not going to work. It, yeah, it it's almost worked. it's almost unethical for someone to listen sometimes because of, you know, the way our culture is. Like you're the most ethical way to behave in America is to look out for your yourself first. Right. Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, it it's, you're doing the right thing by not listening for a lot of people. Like, if you're a small business, you're you're kind of yeah. doing the right thing by not yeah. listening. And, and I think that conversation is lost on a lot of people, and yeah. I, I don't like that. I don't like how we've painted this whole blanket picture of, you know, if you're not cooperating, you're the enemy. And it's like, but you have to, you have to weigh their individual, you know. Yeah. Because, like, for example, a small business... Let's say it employs 10 people, 20 people, and they're mostly young people. And them closing doors means they have to lay off every one of their staff. And the owner may be a very good person that wants to continue to support the 20 staff members they have, and they can't do that right now. And it's in their best interest and their employees' best interest to stay open as long as they can. And people are calling them evil and terrible for, you know basically spreading the virus more but at the same time they are making their ethical moral calculations and they're thinking to themselves these people that i know that i can touch here right now are more important to me uh and this is the action i'm taking and i don't think it's fair to criticize that because it's not an easy choice to make it's not an obvious answer for a lot of these people yeah and it's not fair that we are painting that as an evil and selfish thing because a lot of the times it's in the best interest of the owner, it's in the best interest of their employees, and it's the best interest of of you know people in general to to do that, even though it's not good for overall. But at the same time, like, how do you make that? How do you individually make that call? You know, and it's really it's not an easy choice. It's not a choice you can easily make. So. And do you do you know another way that this is really similar to kind of traveling is uh, the way it's affected my diet, at least. Yeah. Because when I go out of town, I don't eat good. I eat at, you know, Denny's. Or oh, yeah. You eat at terrible places. Eat at terrible places. And I feel bad because of it. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, I don't know. It's. Let's talk about food for a second, because this is. This is a really good conversation because I think um, one of the things that has changed the most right now is how people eat. Um, I don't know about you. I mean, obviously, free time has changed the most. Like, people have no free time. Well, they do, but they don't really, right? But in my life, I know how I eat has changed dramatically because you are stuck in your house. So you only have the options of making food or getting food delivered to you. Uh, that's it. You have you can't go out. You can't stop at a gas station. You can't stop the grocery store. I mean, you can stop the grocery store, but you have to really plan it in ahead. You know what I mean? Like you have to. You can't just like pop in and get something anymore. You know? Yeah. You got to plan it. So, how has food changed for you? Especially since you go into work and stuff. Like what what has changed? Because restaurants are closed and stuff. What do you do now? I was doing really good for a while where I was making my lunches that I brought to work. Right. And when I came home from dinner, I would have something already ready. Like, I would do, like, a meal prep thing, kind of. Right. Yeah. I stopped doing that. Yeah. Because, I don't know, I just... While I do have maybe more time to do that kind of stuff, I 
feel more exhausted and just don't want to do it. Yeah, at all. Yeah. And it's hard because, like, it's weird that I feel more exhausted, even though I haven't done anything. But I think it's one of those cases of, like, the less you do, the more tired you feel because your body gets used to not doing anything. And it's really hard for me to have energy. You know, like, last night I went to bed at 10 o'clock because I was like, I'm ready for this day to be over. You know, <laughs> you know what I mean? And, like, yeah. that's that's how I am. And... <laughs> I think a lot of people are going to be depressed coming out of this, like massively depressed. Um, and that's that's dangerous. That's scary. Yeah, I mean, you have every excuse not to do the right thing right now with yeah. regards to your health. Pretty like, much. It's, yeah, and I think people's health is going to take a nosedive. So what I've done with food is I'm not eating healthy but I am losing weight, if that makes sense. <laughs> oh, that's not a good combination. <laughs> it's not, because I'm not eating a lot anymore, because it's too much work. So what's happening is I'll go to the grocery store, like, and I'll, ha I'll get enough groceries for like two whole weeks, you know, and then I'll just make food, but I'm not making a lot of food because I'm trying to s conserve my groceries as much as I can, you know what I mean? Yeah. So I'm making a, an amount. So for lunch, I'm having a sandwich, a small sandwich, and some chips and that's it and then for dinner i might have soup you know what i mean something small but i'm not eating a whole lot and i'll be i'll find myself hungry a lot and instead of eating i'll just be like no i'll just make it to the next meal i'll be fine you know what i mean and that's mm -hmm. probably not a very healthy thing to do but it's what i've it's kind of my been my plan and then on a few days a week i will treat myself to takeout food mm -hmm. and i'll have like like a delivery we have a service in texas called favor that delivers food to you from restaurants and the restaurants that are still open doing that i'll get that you know a few times a week but whenever i get that it's the un most unhealthiest food you can possibly imagine because you know that's what i'm craving right it's like yeah. yesterday i had like a cheeseburger because like you haven't had a cheeseburger in two weeks. You're like, I must have the biggest cheeseburger. And like, I noticed this restaurant I normally get cheeseburgers from. I got the biggest cheeseburger they could have. They could get give me, and I've never gotten <laughs> yes. that before. I got a chocolate shake that I never get there because I was like, I want all this because I'm not allowed to have it normally. You know what I mean? So yeah, my diet is is fluctuating between not eating anything and eating the most unhealthy food you can possibly imagine. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it's just like, that's probably the, the worst diet ever. Uh, but that's what I'm doing too. It's yeah. like, because I haven't been bringing lunch that I make to work, I can't go out to eat at a restaurant while right. I'm at work. Yeah. So I just wait until night <laughs> to eat. But by so the you time don't it's. Do you need any food in, at, in the day? I'll have like some cashew clusters right, at my. Small. Some like Kirkland snacks that come in a big bag or something. <laughs> and then at night you just have everything. And then at night it's like I've gone all day without eating and my body is in like you're dying <laughs> mode. You need to eat everything. You need to go to Five Guys and get a pizza. Do you, I did that. I did. That was Monday. <laughs> I, That's horrible. I went to Five Guys and I ate a medium pizza. All in one night? Yes. <laughs> and that's what I think happens. Like, when you fast, you crave the most unhealthy food and the most of it. And you're like, well, I'm going to eat all of it. And then you just eat all of it. Yeah. 
Oh man, that's really funny. <laughs> I'm glad I'm not the only one that's doing this because, like, this is literally my days are just like, I'll go a few days without really eating a lot, and then I'll just be like, all right, it's time to go yeah. hard and just go crazy, and it's terrible. Well, because um, your body is like going, what are you doing, dude? You're yeah. you're starving. You're not getting nutrition. And I think for me, like, I crave salt a lot um, when I don't. Yes, me too. <laughs> when I don't have it, I'll crave salt, and the saltiest things are always like fast food or pizza. You know, stuff that's really bad for you. And so that's what my brain will immediately go to, like, get that salt. You know, like, get it now. Because eating like eating uh, sandwiches or eating like um, you know veggies or fruit. They don't really have a lot of salt in them, you know? So my body's like, where's the salt? You must get salt. And so yeah, here we are. Um, I'm also drinking a ton more coffee, which dehydrates you, and that makes you want even more salt. So, so like, yeah. I'm drinking... I have, I've changed my drinking habits completely. I used to drink a lot of soda. I'm not drinking any soda now because I can't get it. You know what I mean? Like I, can't, <laughs> yeah. I can't access it. Like It's not there. So I'm drinking water. And I'm drinking coffee, and that's all I'm drinking. Like, those are the only two liquids that go into my body at this point. And then on the weekends, I have alcohol. But that's, you know, that's it. Um, so, I mean, water is probably good. It's good to drink. Like, you could survive on just water. Um, but I'm drinking a lot of coffee, too. So, it's odd. I've been losing weight. My pants are, are falling down. Well, I mean, that's... It's never like. Is it, it good? It's kind of. It's kind of not because when you lose weight, your good. immune system goes yeah. down. It's and not good. It's definitely not good. Yeah. But I mean, I'm gonna come but, out of this lighter. I'm gonna come out of yeah. this like ten pounds lighter. You did not need to lose weight. I know. I know, and that's yeah. what I'm saying. Exactly. I could probably stood to lose like a few pounds, but not. Yeah. What I'm. I'm. What I'm gonna be at is gonna be more than I needed to lose. Um, we're still doing trivia on the Time Bat Show, so do you want your first trivia question? Let's do it. All right, your first trivia question. Oh my god, did I not write these down? What? How did I not? Oh my god, I didn't write these down. Yes! <laughs> <laughs> I, I had them in a different uh, notepad file that I opened separately and didn't save. Oh no, I got it, I got it. Never oh, mind. cool, we're good. okay. We're good. I recovered it. All right, your first trivia question is about um, websites, internet websites. What uh, lifeline would you like? I'll do 50-50. Okay. Uh, what was Twitter's original name? Was it Twitter without the I, without the I or the E, so T-W-T-T-R, no, no uh, vowels. Was it Twitter with no vowels? Was it Tweeter with two E's? Was it Twatter? <laughs> Or was it Twoofer? Um, A makes the most sense to me because Twitter's like the don't use a lot of words social media website. Sure. So I could see Twitter like without the vowels. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You might be tricking me though because that's they could have just picked something like they could have picked twatter and then eventually someone was just like no we have to change this you can't someone call it was, that. they like hired someone and they're like you're not really gonna call it twatter right <laughs> and they're like why what's wrong with twatter <laughs> <laughs> that's my dog's name i want to i want to name it that's that. my grandma's name it's the name of the site <laughs> oh god oh. 
I'll use 50-50. I think I know what you're going to keep in, though. Okay. It's either <laughs> Twitter or Twatter. Okay. <laughs> Is that what you thought I was going to keep in? Uh, yeah. I'm going to go with Twitter, final answer. Without the vowels. Yes. Twitter is correct. That's the ob- most obvious one, but, you know, I had to throw the other ones in there because whatever. Why not? Anyway, um, so yeah, our life has changed a lot. Uh, when do you think we're going to get out of this? And mm. when I say get out of it, I don't mean, like, the coronavirus is over because that's going to take a long time. What I mean is when do you think we as a society will stop working from home slash not being able to go anywhere. Like in America. I have no idea. Through, I should specify, through either (laughs) civil disobedience or government mandate. Uh, What I think, so today was April 1st, or yesterday was, it's April 2nd. But uh, April 1st is the first rent and utilities are due period of the coronavirus. Correct. So I think that was a pretty difficult day for everyone. And 6.6 million Americans are out of work right now, which is an insane number. At least. Uh, Probably more. Probably Probably more. more. I think think like mid-May is going to be... You know, either pe- they're going to let that let us out of the house or we're just going to go out of the house anyway. And not listen. Yeah, I, I, there's a point, And I think this is why this plan is so terrible. The let's all stay at home plan is because there is a point and nobody really knows when that point is when society literally cannot take this anymore. And they it just breaks because people have to pay rent, people have to feed their families, you know, a $1200 paycheck from the government is going to really go very far. You know, like there's a breaking point of this plan and nobody really knows when that breaking point is, but I think that is going to happen before the government says it's okay to go outside. You know what I mean? Right. And it's already it's already started to happen. Like uh Amazon workers are going on strike. Delivery people are going on strike because they don't want to work in the coronavirus conditions. And they're rebelling, right? And, like, obviously they want to stay home. But the the point is they are rebelling against the system, right? And if all these people that are essential uh, don't work anymore, then it literally forces everyone to go back to work at the same time. Because if they don't, then, you know, nobody can't do anything, right? You can't even eat anymore. It's Mad Max. Right. We don't have like working. Right. So uh, there's a yeah. So there's a breaking point somewhere, and I don't know where that breaking point is. I think mid May is is a a good guess because for a lot of the country, it's already it's been happening since mid March, and mid May is like kind of the two month point, right? Yeah. Of the of that happening, and I think that's a good a good guess. I was gonna guess early may but i think you might be more i think your guesstimation might be more accurate i'm more pessimistic than you about the whole thing i mean that's like two weeks (laughs) right it's like two weeks early but a lot a lot can change in two weeks yeah and everyone's saying like oh it really depends on on when the peak is you know when the peak of the outbreak is no that's not what that's not what it depends on (laughs) it's nothing to do with the peak of the outbreak it's everything to do with how america holds up of this whole thing 
and I don't think the peak of the outbreak is going to happen in, in April or May. I don't think it's going to happen until the summer. Uh, in which case, we've just stayed at home for two weeks or for uh, a month and a half for almost no reason because uh, <laughs> then they're going to want us to do it in June again and everyone's going to be like, no. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Like, I, that's the thing that scares can't. me. The, that's the thing that scares me the most, right? We lift all this thing May 15th because the government sees like, oh, people are getting restless and there's riots and this is not good. We need to lift it. And they do. And then, you know, they control the virus a little bit and it's like, okay, we're doing okay. It's not great, but it's okay. And then come June, we hit the peak and then hospitals get overflowed with patients and they're like, we need to lock down again. And everyone's like, no, we just locked down for two months. I literally will die if you lock down again. And so they're like, no, we're not locking down. We can't. And then way more people die because we've... We've done it this way. We've 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 gone into it with no plan, and we have we've done it this way, you know. Yeah, and it's dumb. But that's what happens I, I, when you don't have a plan. I agree with you. Uh, I, I I don't see a way out. There's the, the only way out is through. <laughs> that's it. Like it just it has to just do its. It has. To, it's like a tornado, right? It's like we can run around the tornado and, like, move around it, but eventually it's going to destroy a bunch of houses. Like, that's just what it does. It's a tornado, you know? Like, there's not a lot we can do about the tornado, right? We can kind of, like, predict it and delay a little bit and move our furniture out of the way and move our cars out of the way, but it's going to blow the house up either way. You know, it's yeah. only a matter of time before it blows the house up, you know? And that's that's our plan. That's that's the plan. That's we're currently predicting the tornado. It's heading towards us. So. Yeah. So, let's say they do try to keep everybody inside. Like mm-hmm. by mid-May, what is everything that happens? I think you know. Like, like, are we talking about apocalypse scenario here? Yeah. Like let's just say that come mid-May, the government is still doing the thing where it's like, okay, well, let's see where First we are at thing, the end of the month. Uh, May first, massive rent strike. Uh, because everyone can't pay rent, right? Yeah. Massive rent strike, May 1st. Massive employee strike of the empl- essential workers that are still working in the conditions without getting a pay raise or anything. Massive mm-hmm. strike on them, happening at the same time. Uh, let's see. More people are unemployed, so more people fire for unemployment. Uh, probably people start gathering in the streets anyway to riot, to protest. And the government will have a very hard time shutting that down because uh, Americans have the right to protest. And even and when they're protesting about something be illegal, they have the right to do that illegal thing in the protest. Like, that's a, that's a thing. And there's like, not enough cops. And the cops are going to be sick. And they don't want to get the virus. So once people start taking the streets, then there's not really anything anyone can do but open everything back up. Like, there's no other options, right, at that point. Because you can't forcibly quarantine people in the house without a, for, a, a military force. So their options will be either send the National Guard and forcibly quarantine people or open everything back up. And if they send the National Guard, they're going to have more violence on their hand and people, more people might actually die than the coronavirus at that point. So I think that's a bad call. I mean, there's no good decisions here. And then I think at that point, you, they have to just be like, well, let's open it back up because that's all we can do. You know. Yeah. 
And when they open back up, companies are going to have to have people work more. They're going to have to cut yep, salaries. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I think smart companies will 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 continue to work from home as long as they possibly can, even after we lift the, the quarantine, mm-hmm. uh, if they can. A lot of companies don't have that that uh, that luxury, but my company, for example, is probably going to keep working from home for a month after. I would say, and because just to be safe. But a lot of companies don't have that luxury. Like restaurants are going to open the day the day the restaurants can open are they're going to reopen. You know, yeah. What I mean? Any and, supply chain like truckers and and people will go to the restaurant the day it opens, despite the coronavirus, because people want to eat at restaurants you know and so you're going to have this weird situation where half a country is going to still be at home because they're scared and the other half is like finally i get to go outside and they're all going to go outside and so it's going to be like this optional quarantine thing i think in may that's going to be really weird um where like some people are just going to be at home because they want to and some people are going to be like no i'm going out i'm going to do stuff (laughs) and that's where we're going to be at and the virus is going to kill a lot of people, and it's because the government isn't doing anything other than say, tell everyone to stay at home, and that's really stupid. And what we should be doing is setting up quarantine, like, hospitals where people can, you know, they've identified people that have the virus can go stay for two weeks while they don't have it anymore. But we're not doing that. We're just telling everyone to stay at home, which doesn't really, you know, it's just a taking time bomb at this point. Yeah. It sucks. Yeah, and it's going to blow up. And it's just a matter of how many people are going to die when it blows up, you know, because nobody's doing anything other than just prolonging it blowing up. That's stupid. And I'm not an expert in health in any way, but I know a bad idea when I see one, and I know that this is a... You know, in and of itself, it's not a bad idea, but when it's the only thing we are doing, it's a terrible idea, you know? Yeah, I agree with you. Now, here's... Here's something that could happen. What if what if it's seasonal? So it just goes away in the summer. Is that what you're saying? What if it? I don't think it's going to go away. Too many people have it. It's going to go away either. But what if once let's say we get everything sorted out, maybe by November or something, and it goes down. What if it just comes back next year, next March in flu season? If it comes back, then we will do nothing. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Like, it's do nothing until there's a cure, I think. Yeah, because what would happen if it comes back is... Here's the two scenarios. Either it kills a lot of people this year, and we're extremely afraid of it when it comes back, and then we maybe shut everything down. But, or the alternative is, we do this stupid plan, and less people die. Still a lot of people, but not like millions, more like hundreds of thousands, which is still a shit ton, obviously. But not. it's not a scary number as a million. And it comes around next year, and everyone's like, well, only 200,000 people died last year, so let's just let it ride. We made progress. Yeah, and they'll just let it ride. That's what I think is going to happen. Yeah. (laughs) Darn. It's because we're not... not Like, we have no plan. There's no plan. There's no plan. If someone could point me into what the plan is, I would love to read the plan, but there's no plan. There's stay home for a month. It's like, okay, what are we doing after that? It's like, well, we'll figure it out after we get there. But, you know, just stay home for a month. While we we have a great plan. We'll let you know what the plan is when the time comes. But right now, just trust me on the plan. It's a great plan. And that plan, the stay at home for April, not even everybody is on board with that one. That's not the plan. No one's doing that. Yeah. (laughs) 
Like half the people aren't even paying attention to the plan. It's not even a plan. It's like a guideline. Yeah. Oh my god. Sorry. It's just every time I read about it, it's like, what are we doing? We're not doing anything. We're taking no action. We're literally taking no action. That's stupid. Anyway, all right. Look, so what's next? the weather today? <laughs> what's the weather today? You yeah. Where I am? Yeah, what's the weather? It's pretty rainy. How about it over there? There was a tornado around here this week, really? which was cool. Uh, I heard that we're going to have a really bad hurricane season this year, too. Yeah, so I saw that have, today. Have Yay. That. Also, there's an asteroid coming in April that might hit us. So. <laughs> <laughs> Just pile it on. That isn't true, is it? Yes, it is. Oh, no. <laughs> it's it's like ten times the size of the moon or something like that. No. <laughs> yes. Now is not I'm a good serious. time. Can we well, just... this is what's happening. Giant, potentially hazardous asteroid will fly by Earth in April. Oh, it's not going to hit us. It's, mm, I don't know. <laughs> so... There's one thing that says it's definitely not, and then this other scientist I was reading about in NASA was like, I wouldn't be so sure about that. Yeah, okay, math it's is not, hard. You it's not know. as big as the moon. It is the size of Manhattan, though. That's big enough. It's big enough to wipe us out if it hit us. Oh, dude, how funny would that be? Okay, it gets NASA to be... Has, oh, NASA has said it's potentially hazardous. They've made that claim. This 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 article says, oh, it'll safely fly by. But then you like scroll down in the article, and it's like NASA has said this is potentially hazardous. So NASA has admitted this could hit us. So hurricanes, asteroids, and viruses. Oh my. Yep. Would you prefer an asteroid or this virus? Asteroid. Get it over with quickly. It's like yeah. ripping a bandaid off. Rip it off. I mean, no, I'd rather prefer the virus. More people would die of asteroid, probably. What about an asteroid in, like, North Dakota? Okay, so, like, a small asteroid hits North Dakota, mm -hmm. takes out, what, 10,000 people? Something like that? Yeah. This is a really terrible ethics game we're playing right now. Yeah. But, uh, and then it, like, covers the United States, the North, North American continent with, like, soot for, like, six months. Yeah. Because that would happen. So our quality of air is really bad. People aren't allowed to go outside because it's so bad. It'd be very similar to what we're doing now. Yeah, it would. Because uh, when volcanoes go off, uh, the air is covered for for months, and going outside can give you like lung cancer and you can die. Yeah, you can't breathe that in. Yeah. So I mean, it'd be very similar to what we're doing now, actually, in a way. But we would be able to. It would be a more certain thing. Because we could be able to predict when it's subsiding more readily. You know, yeah. It's like, okay, in two months we should be able to be okay, you know. And we're not relying on mankind's stupidity to get through it, right? Mm -hmm. You know, like, regardless of human interference, it will subside in three months. Whereas the coronavirus, it completely depends on how dumb we are as, as, a, as a species, which... Yeah. You know, I know is very, very dumb. So, an asteroid is kind of nice too because you can see the asteroid. You you know when it's. Coming. I like, I like having my disasters to have a visual component. Yes, like, and be kind of predictable. Yeah, like a hurricane too is nice because you can look on the NOAA website mm -hmm. and see the dark green and the red. And, and see you're like, like oh, oh, it's heading right towards me. There's the dark green and the hit. red. The red's yeah. bad. I don't want that. 
And that's going to hit me tomorrow, and I know that, or whatever, yeah. All right, I have a great idea for how we can solve COVID. Okay, tell me. Here's my awesome idea. We need to create the National Oceanic and Something Virus Agency. Okay. And they need to have, do you know the weather radar where you see where the red is? Yep. They need to make a virus radar with the red on it. How would they know where the virus is? Just make, it doesn't matter. (laughs) Make it up. Just so people can like be reassured, like, oh, it's not too bad here. Be like, yeah, the red is the red is here, so therefore I should take it seriously. <laughs> Just cover the country in red and be like, yeah, everyone take it seriously. You could put it where there are confirmed cases. Yeah, no, that would work. I think there's a dashboard that like John Hopkins did that has that now. Kind of. Well, they should make it look exactly like the weather radar. Right. Because people like already know what that is. Yeah, like a red thing. Yeah. And you can have like a prediction thing where like you know how they have the storm front Oh, the in, cone. It's like, they need yeah, the it's cone. Like, it's coming this way. <laughs> so like a weatherman who's really a virus man is like and it's going to swoop into Kentucky tomorrow or whatever. Yeah, that's a really good idea. <laughs> and so people can make predictions about it. We cuz that's why everybody in Florida takes the hurricane so seriously. You can see the cone coming towards you yeah, like you two know, weeks away. You know it's happening, you know. And if if people had a cone they could look at where it's like, okay, yeah. in two weeks it's going to hit us. We need to buckle down. Yeah, and prepare. And prepare. People They're- are going crazy because they have no idea how long this is going to last. And that's the pro- that's the panic. That's the panic. They're like, am I going to have to be in my house for a year? It's like nobody knows. And that's why people are panicking. Yeah. And nobody knows because th- there isn't a, a plan. That's why. Because there's no plan. Yeah, exactly. Uh, do you want to do your next trivia question? Let's do it. All right. Your next trivia question is food-related. What lifeline would you like? Uh, Monty Hall. Okay. What European nation was said to invent the hot dog? Was it Spain, Austria, Italy, or Germany? Mm. I was pretty sure that it was Germany, but it could have been Austria. They're really close. And I know they both love their sausage. They do. They do love sausages. Have you ever been to the grocery store and seen the fancy hot dogs? That oh, yeah. They don't call them hot dogs. They call them Frankfurters. Frankfurters. And they have, like, German wor- like lettering on them or whatever. Yes. Those are the best. I can really go for a hot dog right now. That sounds so good. A Frankfurter. Not a regular hot dog, like a German hot dog. I could go for a regular hot dog. Do you remember dog that ba- that uh, beer garden in Austin we went to that one time on, like, New Year's? Uh, and we had really good hot dogs and beer. Do you remember? Yeah, I do. God, I wish I, I wish we were there right now. Me too. Right? They should when open this- that up just for us with some robot servers. Yes, and so just we don't get coronavirus. Let us hang out. When this is all over, we need to go on vacation together again. Can we please? <laughs> yes, we have to. If this is over by the fall, we're doing something. I don't know what it is, but we're going to do something. Okay, that sounds good. Oh, it's going to be big, like an expensive vacation. Like, I'm going to spend a lot of money on it, because who cares? You know, we should do something. I'm going to go with Germany, final answer, but I have more to say about that. Okay, Germany, final answer. Germany is correct. Yeah, you got it. I knew that because of the Frankfurter packages Mm, in in Publix. Yeah. So are you spending more money or less money because of the virus? Oh, this is a great question. Um, For uh, for the first work from home week, I was like, I'm going to be spending less money. But now I'm pretty sure I'm spending more. And the reason is that 
um, my electric bill is way higher because I'm working from home and my wife is working from home. So that's two computers running all the time, you know, eight hours a day, mm-hmm. five days a week. And then we're at the house all the time, so the air conditioning is running all the time. Uh, so our electric bill is probably 50%, 50 to 100% more than it would be normally. You know what I mean? And yeah. summer is about around the corner, so it's even hotter now. And then in addition to that, we're not eating out as much, obviously, because we can't. We can't go out to the movies. You can't spend money as frivolously as you can uh, normally mm-hmm. right now. But ordering food is way more expensive to deliver, is way more expensive than going out to eat, I found. So, and I'm doing that like three times a week. Where I'm normally going out to eat like once a week, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, and the reason I'm ordering food is because I like literally have no other option. Like, I don't want to crack into my 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 stash, you know what I mean? Where I would maybe have lunch delivered at work a couple times a week, which is only like $10. Instead, now I'm ordering to uh, uh, delivery three or four times a week, and that's like 30 to 40 bucks with like me and my wife, right? So it's like... Yeah. I think I'm spending more money, you know. I'm spending more. Are definitely you? more, yeah. And it's because of the food thing, mostly. Like, when you cook, um, you save so much money, but I just haven't had the motivation to cook. Yeah, and you lose you lose motivation to do that. Yeah. And I, I, have, I have more excuses to spend money now. It's like, well, I need to spend money to st- stay sane. I deserve yeah. this. Like, I yeah. say that kind of stuff. I bought an iPad a week ago because I was like, hell, I'm going to buy an iPad because I want one. I've wanted one for a while. Because I play D&D, and I, like, wanted to have one for D&D or whatever. Yeah. And it was $400. And I was like, sure. Let's do it. <laughs> do it. <laughs> you know? And it was stupid and not financially responsible, but whatever. I don't care. You know? You got to keep sane somehow in the apocalypse. Ugh. I don't know. Do you want to do a Reddit real quick? Let's do a Reddit. Okay. Um... Okay, this was posted by Cats Are Liquid One. Thank you, Cats Are Liquid One. If Gordon Ramsay had to use your kitchen, what would he be most angry about? Ooh, that's a good question. Probably my hmm, my refrigerator, maybe. Like, it's not a good refrigerator. Or maybe my sink. Like, it's one of those old sinks that they made in the 90s. It's just like, you know, it's like the the metal and it has two things and there's like no room for anything and like i feel like if he had to ever like toss pasta or like do something that involved like putting water on something and like maneuvering it in the sink it'd be like this is terrible you know like there's no room to do anything you know what i mean yeah so i think that's what we'd be most mad about yeah mine i i think if gordon ramsay walked in my kitchen he would just turn around and say you should just order food (laughs) You'd be like, this is a disaster. You can't you. cook here. <laughs> do you have a do you do you not have a nice kitchen? Not really. I live in a one bedroom apartment. So I mean I have like a stove, oven, microwave. How I many burners do you have on your stove? Four. Okay, that's good. Have you ever used all four burners on your stove at the same time? Uh I've used three probably. I've never used all four. I've used three, I think, too. Anyway. Four is too many. That's multiple. Do you have a I'll make a mistake if I use four. Yeah. Do you have a favorite burner? Uh, yes. There's one that gets used like 98% of the time and the rest Which are like two. It's North the big west, one. Southwest, northeast, or southeast? Um, the big one is southwest. 
Southwest. Mm-hmm. Okay. So you have a big one and three little ones? They're smaller, but I use the big one the most. So you have one big one and three little ones? Mm-hmm. Or smaller ones? Okay. See, I have all four, and they're all the same size. And I use the Northwest one the most. I don't really? know why, but I do. You use North the most? I use Northwest the most. But if you had two on, you would burn your hand. Okay, so no, this is what I do. If it's a boiling water situation, like if I'm making tea or I'm boiling pasta or any kind of boiling water, Northwest. If it's a, it's in a saute pan and I'm like mixing it a lot, Southeast. Yeah. That 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 makes the most sense. Big pots in the back. Mm-hmm. Stuff stuff I have to get to in the front. So there you go. That's my that's my favorite. This is what we've resorted to in the coronavirus, talking about our burner configurations. <laughs> because there's nothing else to talk about. How um, often do you clean your burners? Oh, like never. I never have. <laughs> the only time I do it is when, and I don't do it, my wife does it. And it's only when she gets annoyed at how dirty it is, which is not that often. But it's a, like there's a breaking point, right? And it's yeah. like, this is so dirty, and then you clean it, right? Yeah. But that's like once a year. You know, that's not, that's not that often. Yeah. It's like, okay, enough is enough. I can't, I can't live like this. Yeah, it looks like a, it's like a disaster area over there. Yeah. But, like, who has the time to clean burners, you know? You don't want to do that. It's, no, I don't. It's such a pain. Um, Gosh, I don't know what to talk about other than this stupid virus. Me neither. I have a question, a Reddit question. Rulix asks, what should you say after sex? Um, thank you. <laughs> Is thank you really the right No, the you right shouldn't word? say thank you. Um, I was uh, joking. You should say, woo, what a doozy. I think that's the go-to. You always say that. Woo, Ooh, that doozy. was a doozy. That was a doozy. Regardless of how it was, just saying, woo, that was a doozy. No. I think that is, you pretty much have all your bases covered with that. <laughs> You're right? expressing that you're satisfied. Yep. You've, uh, you're <laughs> exasperated, so that's kind of a compliment, right. too. Yeah. You're tired. It also kind of signifies that you're, like, ready to relax and maybe lay on the bed for a couple minutes and just do nothing. You know what yeah. I mean? Or maybe just lay on the couch and watch TV. You know, it it communicates that you're kind of done with physical activity for a little while. Yeah. I like that. That's a doozy. I think more people should <laughs> start saying that. No one really uses the word doozy anymore. That's why it's good. What does doozy even mean? I've only ever heard doozy in the in the sentence that was a doozy. I've heard in a Quentin Tarantino movie, uh, that was a doozy of a day, I think. Right, but I've only ever heard it in that context of, like, that was a doozy. Mm-hmm. No one ever says, like, how's the doozy doing? You know what I mean? <laughs> that, sounds, <laughs> that sounds like you say... Like something you say the day after sex, if you know what I mean. <laughs> like, how was the doozy? It's like, uh, it was pretty good doozy. I was thinking, how was you, how is your doozy? <laughs> it sounds like genitals to me. Was the doozy good for you, too? Because yeah. it was good for me. Uh, yeah. No, you're right. But I have not heard it in anything other than that was a doozy or what a doozy. Um... So they go, according to Google, it means 
something outstanding or unique of its kind. Yeah, so that's perfect. Oh, but then, according to Stack Exchange, doozy is often used to mean troublesome, problematic. I mean, but it can also be used in a positive meaning, like extraordinary. I mean, that's perfect for sex, though, because, like, you know, the best... go either way. The best sex is at least a little bit problematic sometimes, yeah. you know? It could be. It could go either way. Mm-hmm. So what I've really found out is nobody knows what the word doozy means. Yeah. And everyone's just basing it on the phrase, that was a doozy. <laughs> or what a doozy. So now we know that's a doozy. This episode is a doozy. Gosh, <laughs> I wish I could do better. Isn't it, though? Yeah, it is. Because it, it's hard. I don't want to do anything after work. I'm too tired from doing nothing. I don't want to do anything either. I'm too tired from doing nothing at all. This show is a doozy right now. It is. How about another uh, How about another Reddit question? All right, let's go. This was one? Yeah, this was asked by someone with a bunch of numbers in their username. Okay. He says, what's the best fight scene in movie history? That's a good question. Oh, uh, I don't know. I feel like you're going to pick something from The Matrix. Mm, I was actually going to say uh, when Ray and Kylo fight in uh, in the most recent Star Wars movie. Really? Rise uh, of the, Skywalker. The, the water part? Yep. That is pretty cool. I do like that fight scene a lot. I like how it's not that long, but it's like really big, you know? like impactful yeah the set is badass there's like meaning behind the fight and Um, they're like really intense yeah there's some there's some tension because they're kind of romantically involved with each other slightly too so there's some of that tension which makes it really good yeah and yeah it's just they're both badass characters i like to watch them fight that's cool it's way cooler than the episode one fight scenes because even though those are really cool they stretch on for like 20 minutes yeah it's like wow this is still going on yeah you're doing some flips all right (laughs) they're like they're like doing ballet and you're like all right i'm done i'm ready to be done with this fight scene uh i don't know what my favorite fight scene is there's so many good ones Ugh, i don't even know i can't even think of one maybe something from star wars too though Maybe, um, oh, I know what it is. Uh, Return of the Jedi on the Sand Cruiser, the Pleasure Barge. Oh, that one's so good, yeah. When Luke does the flip off the diving board and then kills all the people with his green lightsaber, and then Han accidentally hits Boba Fett into the Sarlacc pit. <laughs> yeah. I love that fight scene. It's just fun. C-3PO, like, falls. Yes, into the pit, and like, yes. Lando saves him. Yeah, it's just fun. I like that scene. Yeah. I don't think it's very well choreographed, but as a kid, I, like, loved it. Yeah, me too. And it's just fun. I don't know. I love that fight scene. It's stupid. But, I mean, Star Wars has really good fight scenes, right? It does. Like, even the old ones have great fight scenes. Like, Empire Strikes Back when Luke and Vader fight, like, duel on top of the thing. Like, that's awesome, right? It was a great duel. Even though they don't even really fight... When Vader and Obi-Wan fight, and it's really just Obi-Wan dying instantly. Yeah. <laughs> like, right. they don't even, like... Cla- it's cool, they, though. They clash swords for, like, half a second, and then Obi-Wan dies. But it's yeah. so it's cool. Really, but it's yeah. really cool, yeah. Like, all the fights in Star Wars are really cool like that. Yeah, so I think I'm going to go with Return of the Jedi, just because it's, like, my childhood favorite thing. 
but those are good choices. I'm glad we didn't say some like lame kung fu movie. Yeah, I mean we could have. I mean I could have picked the Jackie Chan movie. Right? Yeah, like the scene in Rush Hour where he's like protecting all the ancient Chinese artifacts while oh, fighting yeah, people. Oh yeah, to keep them from breaking. That is really good. Actually, that might be the best. <laughs> That's like one of my favorite fight scenes ever. It's just so. I think it's to do with, like, I don't know why I just like humor in my fight scenes. Yeah. And that has a lot of humor in it. And it's just really funny and good. Yeah. I love that he's, like, hurting himself, too, while he's yeah. doing it. Like, he's getting punched so he can, like, hold yeah. the thing up or whatever. It's brilliant. Brilliant. So those would be my two, I think. What about in uh, Shanghai Noon when he gets the horseshoe? Oh, yes. Do you remember that? That's and then he, like, ha- attaches it to a string or something, right? Mm-hmm. Right, and then he can like he flips it around and whacks people in the head with it, and he gets in a Mexican standoff with that guy, and he's got like his horseshoe wrapped around <laughs> his body a thousand times, and the guy is pointing the gun at him like, Ooh, "What are you gonna do? What are you gonna do? What does he do? I don't." Remember. He does, and he gets him. <laughs> he does a Jackie Chan yeah. thing. He whacks him. Uh, that was a good movie too. I love those dumb Jackie Chan fight scenes. Um, anyway, oh, I have a good question here. What's the most underrated invention? This is good. Bread. Bread. Sliced bread. Yep. Yeah. It's good. Because it's just good. Convenient. You can have it. It's really good. Yeah, the only way you can have bread is with, like, either agriculture or, like, way more work than it's worth. Right. Like, you're not going to go hike 20 miles collecting weed not weed <laughs> we do that wheat yeah. so you're saying we have done something special with bread yeah that's fair the fact that it's so readily available means that we've mastered the environment we've mastered the art of bread i don't know what my most underrated invention is i feel like i usually have one but i don't remember what it is off the top of my head Probably because I haven't used it in so long because of the stupid coronavirus. Yeah, that's probably why. What are you gonna have for dinner tonight? I I'm gonna I think I'm gonna go get Whataburger. Oh, I can't. That sounds good. I can't not do it. I am gonna order delivery from Taco Place. Get? Nice. Mm-hmm. I have to applaud uh, my grocery store chain here in Texas, uh, H E B. They have they have responded the best I've ever seen to this virus, um, like really good. Like they only let twenty people in the store at a time. They have you stand out lo- outside and wait in line, which sounds terrible, but they do it within six feet, so you can't stand. They have markers, so you can only stand. You're standing in line single file, but six foot from the person in front of you. And it extends out. And they bring people in in batches of 20. And they sanitize the cart before you enter the store and, like, hand it to you. So they have this whole system in place to, like, get you through the store safely without getting the virus. And they, like, give you, like, little gloves that you can wear while you're in the store to pick up produce and stuff. That's awesome. It's very it's very, it's very impressive. Do you know what Publix is doing? What is Publix doing? Nothing. <laughs> That's a shame. No, I, they're, they're doing something. I've noticed they have a man that stands next to all the grocery carts, and he wipes the handle on every cart. But 
Oh, that's good. Is it? Here's why that but might that's not be good. Why? If anyone is sick, it's that man. That's true. And every person that enters the store must interact with that oh, that's man. That's true. That is bad. So their whole thing is they they have a man. Yes. <laughs> They've got a man. Uh, so it's still a free for all in public. So you can just go in and you can just go in. I can grab stuff off the shelf, put it back. I can um Ugh, yeah. Mm, it doesn't sound great. Yeah. Oh well, maybe they'll catch up. No, they won't. They won't. Yeah. I'm just impressed by HEB. I'm glad I have it. If we don't, if we didn't have it, like Texas is doing like decently well in the coronavirus, like not great, but like not terrible, like not as bad as California or New York, which is surprising because we're the same population density as New York and California. You know what I mean? So you would expect us to be on a similar level. And the reason I think that is, as strange as it sounds, is HEB. Because the grocery stores are the last place where people are gathering the most. And that's, like, where you're going to get the coronavirus if you get it now. Like, 100% pretty much, right? Yeah. Like, I would say you have the biggest chance of getting it there. And the, re- the, the because they're taking all these measures to protect their customers, I feel like we have less virus than other states. Yeah, I think so. grocery stores have probably a lot to do with it. In New York, I mean... Oh, yeah. you, you either eat out or you get groceries at the bodega. Yeah, and how clean do you think that place is? Like, grocery stores, like, it's weird that we don't talk about grocery stores because it's what, we have to keep them open because people need food. But, like, it's funny that, to me, it was very ironic when people were like, oh, yeah, don't gather more than more than 10 people, don't gather. But go to the grocery store, and then you go to the grocery store, and there's, like, 60 people in there all crammed together. And, like, it's a very counterintuitive thing because, you know... It's a necessary evil, but, like, it's where you're going to get it if you get it. Yeah. Now. So you might as well, like, they should be taking precautions. And a lot of them aren't doing really anything, so. Here's what we could do. We could have government grocery stores. Mm. That way there could be that rules. Sounds horrible. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that sounds horrible. What would those be like? The government grocery store? Federal Burger. Remember we had that idea? What about Federal Market? That sounds so bad. Federal market. It, all the food would be tasteless and bland, first of all, because it would be the cheapest they could possibly find. It would be low quality. It would be late. They would never have anything stocked. I mean, it's the government. You have to assume it's the effectiveness of the post office. You know what I mean? Yeah. That was my exact vision for this place. So here's what I'm imagining. You know when you go to the DMV, they've got like 200 chairs yeah. Just and they're like school chairs that they anchor yeah. to the ground so you can't. Yeah. And then you pull a number, and then you sit in the chair for three hours. And then it's your turn to grocery shop when your number. No, shop. it's not your turn to grocery shop. Everybody gets the same thing. <laughs> they just hand it out. Like, like, you don't get bread. to choose. Here's bread, eggs, milk, and a slab of ground beef. And then it's like there, go, leave. If you want to buy and some, you shrimp, get to choose between carrots and celery or something like that right? yeah i was gonna say like if you want something special you have to fill out a special form for it that you have to mail in two weeks ahead of time <laughs> and then and they have to process it they'll process it and then they'll send you a special card that you can turn in for shrimp or like something nice like bell peppers and you present and you present that when you get to the store right and then they like scan it and they're like okay you're cleared to get shrimp oh it would be horrible it kind of sounds good no, it doesn't. It sounds terrible. I really like it, though. Do you know how long it would take to get any groceries? 
It would take forever. More people would get the coronavirus there because they probably wouldn't have enough employees to sanitize effectively. Right. Because they're 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 they wouldn't be in it for profit because it's the government. So they have no they really don't have any like reason to make it good in any way. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> so it'd be kind of bad. God, I, I really love the idea of this like federal market though. Uh, so I mean, it's good. a good, it's a good idea. Here, I mean, they, they need to replace stores like outlet stores too, where you can get your shoes there too mm-hmm. with your groceries at federal federal market. Mm-hmm. Federal, yeah. Oh, so it's like a Target. Yeah. So it's like, uh, like a, it's like a grocery store and a, like a general store at the same time. Right. It's and like it, Target. Anytime you want something out of the norm, you do have to send in that form in the mail along and with it's a like two week and it's a two week process. Five dollars. It's a two week yeah. process. Yeah. Right. So if you need uh, shaving cream or something, you just are you gonna have to you really, wait. You really have to plan ahead for that shaving cream. Yeah. If you run in a soap, like, well, you should have thought ahead. <laughs> should have thought of ahead first. Hey, that would solve the toilet paper issue because it you know, would if you, you forgot manage to- you would manage the the capacity that the store can handle because not everyone would be able to get everything they need so they'd be forced to do it kind of in increments mm-hmm. that would solve it you know how much overhead that would be though like the the amount of bureaucracy necessary for this to work would be astounding i mean it's just the dmv though it's the, it's the same I know. thing it's just, it would be crazy like if public started offering driver's licenses yes they could do it a lot better yeah. Well, sure. Man, this is like a dystopia idea you've had here yeah. with the federal market. I wonder if they have these in China. Because China owns a lot of businesses. Like, mm-hmm. the government owns a lot of government-owned businesses. So I wonder if they have, like, government-owned grocery stores in China. I bet they do. You know what I mean? It's probably not exactly the same as the situation. No, 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 no. It's probably a lot more effective than, than ours because, uh, you know, our government isn't very good at that kind of thing. But... Um, China, I bet, has government-owned grocery stores. I'm sure they're actually pretty good. You know? Yeah. I would, I would they assume have, they do. Probably have well. standards and stuff. Yeah. Ours would be bad because we would pass the law to do it, and then we would fight about how much we need to give them, right? Right. And we would end up with, like, the most, the smallest amount they could possibly have to squeeze by. Right. Right. Like, they would have, like, no funding. And it would just be, like, a mess. <laughs> because they have, like, no funding. Have you ever seen that really famous post on Twitter where the guy posts, like, help, I need help, you know, financially, I'm having a tough time managing my money. And he posts, yeah. like, his monthly budget, and it's, like, food, $120. Yeah, yeah. Cable internet, yeah. 20 And then down where it says candles, it says yeah, $3,400. Like $3, yeah. yeah. That's... <laughs> There's a lot to that. Are you saying this is a metaphor for what's happening in our country right now? Maybe a little bit. <laughs> I don't like. Yes, with you. we could we could buy food, but then how would we pay for all the nukes? You know? Yeah, no, you're right. The candles are the nukes in this situation. No, I, I, yep, I agree with you there. It is weird. We have so many, so many. We're getting really political in this episode. Oops. That's My okay. bad. No, it's fine. I don't care. I mean, 
the problem with the coronavirus is that it's inherently political. Well, let me rephrase that. It's not inherently political, but it's impossible to talk about it without bringing up politics because politics have gotten their hooks into it so much that you cannot talk about any solution without bringing politics into it. Yeah. And it annoys me so much because I have a lot of opinions about coronavirus and what we should be doing. And every time I speak my mind, and I've had this from both both sides, not that politics are two-sided, but I mean, for all intents and purposes, let's be honest, they are. Uh, whenever I speak my mind about the coronavirus and what we should be doing, I've had people that are on one side say, oh, you're being political. And then I have people on the other side, the exact same point, oh, you're being political. You know, it's like everyone's trying to put it in a box, like your solution. Oh, is that a liberal or a conservative solution? You know yeah. what I mean? And it's like, I don't care about liberal or conservative solutions right now. I care about solutions that work. You know what I mean? I don't care what side you interpret the solution as being on. We need solutions. We don't need to argue about what the, you know, political side of the political spectrum these fall on, you know, and it's stupid. I don't think the average person can decide whether something is good or bad until they know <laughs> whether it's, you know. And it's stupid. And like, cause I'll, I'll say like, oh, people need money. We need universal basic income on everyone for like three months. And people just need free checks like from the government. And, you know, concerned people like, oh, you're being very liberal about this. Like, no, I'm not. I'm being realistic. Like, this is how, if we don't do this, people are going to starve to death. You know what I mean? Like, it's not a conservative or liberal point. It's a, this is what needs to be done or people are going to die. You know, this isn't an ideology debate anymore. And people keep making an ideology debate, and it annoys me so much. But I'm sorry, I'm ranting about it again. It's okay. I don't know what else to talk about. You see what I'm saying? You see what I'm saying though? Like with no. the ideology? Like you say? I really you say, do. Oh, people need thousands of dollars every month to live. The government needs to send them checks. And people are like, oh, you're being so liberal about this. Like, am I, or am I just being trying to solve this problem that we have here? Like, I don't fucking care about liberal or conservative politics right now. I care about this. You know. Yeah, no, I see exactly what you mean. Like, if you don't send them checks, um, they're gonna die. They can't yeah, live. And I don't know. Everyone's thinking of it in in so political ways and so, seeing it as it through a political lens. And they're they're looking at the solutions and like, what does this mean for politics in the future if we do the solution? And you can just tell everyone on liberals and conservatives every time they talk about solutions. You have to sit there and you have to read it and you have to wonder to yourself, and no one should ever have to do this, but you have to wonder to yourself, are they saying this because it toes the party line, you know, or are they saying this because they actually think this is a good idea, you know? Yeah, and it's and not that's clear. A, that's a scary ass thing to think about, right? Because I'm not a medical professional. I don't know anything about anything. And if I have to wonder if the people in power are making decisions based on logic or making decisions based on party politics... That's frightening to me, you know? Yeah, I don't like it one bit. Yeah. And I'm not just talking about conservatives, even though they're probably the more brunt of the problem. But I think both sides are doing this a lot, and it's, and it's not good. It's very disheartening to see. But what are you going to do about it? There's nothing you can do. Yeah, I'm um, not going to do anything about it. Let's do... Uh, you have to stay at home, because that's the plan. That's, that's what we got. That's the plan. The plan that isn't planned. Let's do one more Reddit before we end the show because I don't want to talk about the coronavirus anymore. Okay. Um, do 
Do you, man, you got the Gordon Ramsay one already. What, what were we going to say? Oh, uh, yeah, I'll grab one. Um, okay. You were about to say something, I'm sorry. I was going to ask if you had one. Oh, no. All right, here's one from Pewrold. Thanks, Pewrold. Thanks, Pewrold. Um, he says, just asking, have you ever stared at someone for too long, and then your brain goes, oh, wait, does he or she really look like that all the time? And then you suddenly snap out of it. I didn't read this in my mind before I said um, it out loud. Um, kind of? Sort of? Have you? Let me change this question a little bit. Um, how about, have you ever stared at for someone for too long and then your brain goes, oh no, you're staring at someone? Oh yes, I have absolutely done that. Many times. Yeah. And it's too. not like I'm like, want to stare at someone that long. It's just like, sometimes your brain just like has a moment where it's just like, you know, and you don't really know where you are. And you're like, oh no, I've been staring at this person for a really long time. You know, and they're like, I, and you're like, I wonder if they notice I stared at them for yeah. such a long time. And I notice when people stare at me, so it makes me think, oh, they definitely knew that that was an uncommon amount of staring I just did. Have you ever stared at an attractive person for like way too long? And yeah, and realized, yeah, mm -hmm. it happens more when I've been drinking. <laughs> yeah, and it's and it's hard because uh, your brain will get into this like situation where it doesn't think it's doing anything weird, and then it'll realize, oh wait. That was really weird. Yeah. That was a mistake. Yeah. Uh, have you ever met someone who was so attractive that you can't look at them? Because it's like... Yes. Uh -huh. I yep. can't even look at you. You're yep. just... Yep. <laughs> you're a god. Because if you did, you know you'd be staring. Yeah. Like, too much. Like, so I can't like, look at you normal. You're too beautiful. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yep. That's the like worst. don't make eye contact. Yeah. It's weird. How's the dating thing going, by the way? How am I? What am I? <laughs> do you know what's happening in the world right now? I'm completely joking. How am? What am I supposed to? No. Okay. That's, let's end the show on this. What am I supposed to do? <laughs> I have no idea. I have no idea. Uh, that's the topic for the next episode. I want to not from you, but I want to hypothesize about how people that are dating are dealing with the situation. Next time on the Time Bass Show, dating and the coronavirus. Uh, who's our sponsor today, Bass? Thanks. Our sponsor today is Equilibrium brand spark plugs. When your spark plugs are are unequal, <laughs> you need Equilibrium brand. Uh, remember, when you're feeling like you're trapped, grab yourself a map. There you go. Bye, everyone. Bye. Bye. Drive safely.